Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining me in today's podcast. So I'm going to actually interview Glenn Shelton of Lead Heroes, and we're going to talk about virtual assistants. So you'll see, I'm going to ask him some hard-hitting questions that any agent would want to know regarding how to use, when to use, the security of using virtual assistants. And uh, I think you're going to really like this. But if you decide that you want to give it a shot and you want to try a virtual assistant that's offered by Lead Heroes, uh, Glenn said, drop my name. Just please let him know that Eric sent you, that you learned about it because you watched this podcast. And, uh, and we greatly appreciate it. But either way, I just uh, want you guys to enjoy this podcast. Hope you get some good value out of this because we're going to talk about VAs and we're going to talk about uh, how to work turning 65 leads when they're telemarketed leads. All right. See you guys soon. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me again today on another awesome episode. And look who we have joining us today. The one, the only, Glenn Shelton. He is the owner of the infamous Lead Heroes. These guys know how to produce telephonic leads. And so we're going to kind of delve into some things today that have to do with that. But we're going to also talk about some other great topics that him and his company work on. Uh, and I think what, what we're going to go over will absolutely edify you guys and get you guys excited about wanting to possibly even work with Lead Heroes and give them a shot. So Glenn, thanks for coming on today. How are you? Good, Eric. Thank you for having me. Again, I was telling you before we started here, I love your shirt. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Lead Heroes logo. Honestly, I love it. Top Gun. Um, and, and the man button, you know, now I'm, I'm, I have no hair to bun, but at one point I did also have the man bun rocking. So I love it, dude. I, I love all of it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I said, I've really been enjoying the man bun style. I like the ease of use, <laughs> you know, I spent yeah, years, man. years having to manicure the hair and get it to sit the way I want it. And ah, got a little bit tired of it. So I, I won't say I won't go back to that at some point, but at least for now, I want to enjoy this style for a little bit. So, hell yeah. Um, you know, there's a few things that I, I've been curious about. And one of them is actually, yeah. uh, it's a service that you guys offer, which is on virtual assistants. And a lot of people have questions regarding virtual assistants, uh, whether, especially if they're going to be, uh, you know, out of country virtual assistants. There's always sure. uh, tons of questions surrounding it. How, how do we get them trained? Are you in charge of training them? Um, you know, what, what are they going to know when they come to us? So, I mean, I'm going to start <laughs> asking all these questions, but yeah. here's the yeah. number one question I get asked a lot about virtual assistants is, um, you know, what kind of, I guess, securities are in place or what do I do to protect it? Like if, if we decide that we need to part ways with the virtual assistants so that they don't, uh, you know, do anything with the data that we have in our, in our systems. And that's a fantastic question. And this is, you know, this is kind of a, a time old question, right? When you bring in an employee into your business, you know, whether it's a virtual assistant or someone who's in your office, you know, allowing this person access to private information, right? You know, what, what could potentially happen? Obviously, there is the possibility of something nefarious happening. I mean, you see the news, right? You read the headlines, you hear about corporate espionage, right? Or, you know, leaks, you know, that data leaks that happen. So um, it's definitely smart to be thinking um, with, with the idea of how can, I, how can I seal any holes, right? How can I make sure that I'm protected? Um, and there's a few different ways that, that you can do that. So, you know, one thing is making sure that when this person is brand new to you, so again, whether you're working with lead heroes and you have a virtual assistant from us, or if you've gone out, found someone 
you know, again, even if that's someone in your office, day one, you're probably not handing over the, the keys to the city, right? You're probably not saying, hey, you know, here's my checking account information. Here's all of my passwords. Like you're not, you're not giving out every, every little piece of information on day one, right? So I, I'm a huge believer in probationary periods. At Lead Heroes, that's something whenever we bring someone on, we're, we're constantly doing different probationary periods, monitoring their work. Um, their work ethic, how they're performing, et cetera. So um, that's one thing I think you can do to safeguard yourself because I think a lot of times the bad apples really do show themselves pretty quickly, right? If mm -hmm. someone's if someone's going to come in, they're not actually planning on working. They are just maybe trying to, you know, take for themselves, whatever that looks like, right, in your business. So that, that's one thing I think you can do. Obviously, you know, having something like an NDA in place can always help. I think if you get to the point where you're you're trying to prosecute someone, and again, even stateside, I, I feel like that can be tough with NDAs. You know, yeah. now you're having to here, you're trying to prove, well, what did they take? And then, you know, you try to subpoena that information. I mean, that that can go, uh, it can take a really long time, can take a lot of money, and then you might get to the end of that road and you still can't prove anything. I mean, I've seen so many people end up there. So, um you know, the, the benefit, I would say, of working with a company like Lead Heroes is we are trying to vet these people as much as possible for you to take that guesswork out. You know, when we provide a virtual assistant, this is someone who's already been through our entire process. This is someone who's already been working with us for, for quite some time. They've proven themselves to be a top performer. This is someone that we found trustworthy that, that we've worked with for a while. Um, so I think that's part of the benefit of working with a service like Lead Heroes, where we can really set you up with with someone who should be successful, who you can trust, who you don't have to worry. But again, I think that is a, a great question, something to always be keeping in mind. So then the, the other idea, just to kind of piggyback on what you just said, yeah. people who are looking for virtual assistants have various amounts of different kinds of uh, systems they're using. They're, you know, some are using uh, our CRM, the DFY CRM, some are using agency block or uh, other ones like that. So if you guys are, are finding the virtual assistant, what is it that you guys prep them on? What are you training them on prior to yeah. uh, releasing them to an agent? Yeah, another great question. So, um, you know, again, this is someone who's going to have ESIC, Medicare, and final expense knowledge. So they they come from the background of going through our training process at Lead Heroes. What does that look like, right? Kind of the behind the scenes for you guys. So we have a 30-hour video course that I've put together with the help of my team here at Lead Heroes. So before anyone even touches the phones, they've gone through this entire video course training. Some of it does include basic final expense and basic Medicare training. This doesn't mean they're going to be as knowledgeable as you as an agent, right? This doesn't mean they're going to know, you know, well, you know, on, on plan N, you know, this is what the deductible is going to look like, right? They're not going to necessarily be able to get into the weeds on this stuff, but they're going to have the basic knowledge of, you know, what's a premium, you know, what's a carrier, you know, the basics of part B premium versus, you know, a Medicare supplement premium, because again, that's when we're doing the marketing, these are the, the key topics that we're focusing on. So a lot of the basics they'll understand, they'll understand kind of the rudimentary knowledge of Medicare and final expense. So you can kind of leapfrog into some of the, 
you know, based on what your needs are, you can leapfrog into the deeper knowledge set. So if it is more of a CRM position that you're trying to work with that person, you can really focus on that. You know, we can't train them on everything, right? We can't have someone who knows every CRM, every dialer, who knows, you know, maybe you end up wanting to go into a different path, cancer insurance, right? Like maybe you're on a, an ancillary product that you're going to be focusing on. And that's something that maybe this person has zero knowledge of. So the, the idea is the building blocks are there and, it's, and, and the goal is to make it easy to, to plug in whatever it is you're doing, like a CRM system, like your, your setup um, at senior, universe, senior Sales University. I mean, you guys have an incredible build out. And, and I believe actually we have a few virtual assistants right now, you guys, who are working with Eric's CRM and, and helping onload some of these tasks because as an agent, your time is extremely valuable. And that's something I try to stress to you guys. If you only have 50 hours a week that you're able to work, what are you doing with, the, with that time? And, and how are you growing your business with that, that time you're spending? So when I, and I tell this to agents all the time that you do need to focus more on the tasks that are going to make you money, the tasks that bring in revenue. Right. And a lot of agents will get caught up in the weeds of trying to learn all the intricacies of how to make ads, create marketing do this, do that. Uh, and then there's also all the administrative tasks that come with it. So what do you normally encourage an agent to do as far as uh, tasks? What, what tasks do you normally encourage an agent to give up to an assistant when they first bring one on? Dude, I love your question. Your line of questioning is great. I, I love this. Um, so the first thing, so, you know, and this is the whole process, just like Eric and I are on a, a Zoom conference call right now. This is how the process starts is I personally meet with everybody who's looking for a virtual assistant. I talk about what their needs look like, what they think their needs look like. And if it seems like there is a need, where, you know, if you're a brand new agent, it might be tough to prove a need, right? If you're just getting started, you might not have the money to, to spend to justify it. So there are some people out there who, who do not need a virtual assistant. I'll be the first one to tell you. But after we've kind of verified there is a need, one of the first things I do is let's go through a list of tasks. Let's talk about what your day-to-day -day looks like. Obviously, there's some easy ones, right? Like how much customer service work do you have? You know, I just talked to uh, uh, an agent a week, two weeks ago, and they were telling me they're spending up to 20 hours a week at this point, just doing service work. That's half your work week, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and that's, you're literally just, you're answering the, I mean, that's a super basic task. And yes, potentially revenue could come out of that transaction, right? If someone calls in, it's a service, I get that. And yeah. I encourage that. But the reality is you could build yourself out to a point where your book of business is just your you turn into a customer service right? i know so many agents who are there too i'm sure you do as well eric mm -hmm. so that's 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 one of the big ones that I, I like to get out of the way right away is customer service work but then you know something like a crm you know how much time are you spending in your crm or are you neglecting your crm because you're focused on other things and that data is so valuable i mean we talk you hear this all the time um, data is more valuable than oil now, right? They say data is the most valuable resource in the world. So Eric has this tool, you guys, and, and there's many different CRMs out there, but Eric has a great tool that can help you manage your most, one of your most valuable resources, which is the data that you have of being able to market to your clients, 
you know, being able to send out newsletters, follow up, et cetera, nurture leads. I mean, and if you're not doing that, if you don't have the time to do that, then you should probably pay someone to do that for you. So that's, that's a big one, right? CRM, data entry, um, any sort of reporting, you know, there's so many spreadsheets, spreadsheets that carriers are sending about commission statements. If you're, if you have a downline, you're trying to track, you know, what did I actually get paid on versus what the carrier paid, what I thought I was going to get paid on versus what the carrier paid me on, you know, any, any time intensive task like that, where, you know, you're making cold calls, you're setting appointments, you're managing your schedule, you're managing your inbox. These are the tasks that don't immediately generate revenue. These aren't, these aren't high. And if they are generating revenue, they're, they're usually low revenue generating activities. You got to clear those out right away. So putting a list together, if you're trying to figure out, do I need a virtual assistant? What would that virtual assistant do? How much time am I spending in these tasks? You kind of have to do an inventory of your time. You know, what, what am I doing week in and week out? How much time am I spending doing these tasks? What tasks are actually generating revenue? Yeah, And once you can really do that, and it, it takes a self-awareness, right? I mean, kind of have to look inward like, okay, I'm actually wasting a ton of time doing this. This is silly. Um, but that's, that's a huge, a huge piece of how this whole thing starts is, is that process. And then once that happens, it's easy to say, okay, let's eliminate that task. Let's delegate this task and this task to a virtual assistant. And it can really change your life. Free up that time, explode your business, spend it with your wife, your kids, your personal time, whatever it is, you know, take advantage of that, that freed up time. Do, do some of the virtual assistants that, well, uh, yeah, I guess the question is, do some of the virtual assistants that you guys train up uh, call the clients or call the agents customers on their behalf to follow up with address updates or phone number updates? Well, not phone number because you're calling them, but you know, just updates to the data, the information so they can have the most up-to-date stuff. Yeah. Like, do, they, do they do stuff like that, reaching out? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, a big one, um, that, that we've done before, for an example, you know, following up before AEP, you mm -hmm. know, Hey, you know, I'm going to verify your information. I want to set up an appointment for you to talk to an agent going into AEP, whether that's you yourself as an agent, or if you're an agency owner and you're presetting that for someone else, being able to touch your book of business like that, and to be able to do it telephonically, obviously emails are great. Letters are great. Texts are great. But, you know, you yourself can't scale out and, and have a personal phone call to 5,000 clients if that's, you know, if you're at that point, it's, it's impossible. So being able to have that personal touch and to be able to update information like that, checking the address, making sure maybe the, the policy is still active. Hey, it looks like, you know, you had your Medicare, Mutual of Omaha Medicare supplement with us. That's still, you know, if, you, if you're unsure of whether that policy is active, doing things like that. Um, and, and I think that's a great opportunity for cross-marketing too. And I think that's a huge missed opportunity with your existing book of business. You know, hey, Mrs. Jones, just calling to verify this information. Is this up to date? Is this correct? By the way, you know, Eric also does life insurance. Um, Eric also handles fixed, fixed annuities, fixed rate annuities, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're trying to cross-market or cross-promote. Um, and then they can preset that right back to you. You know, hey, Eric, I updated this information. Their address was old. Um, they would love to talk to you about a life insurance policy, a short-term care policy, a cancer policy. 
So do you, when you do the one-on-one interviews with people who will potentially become VAs, one of the concerns that a lot of agents have with working with overseas telemarketers is, you know, are we going to be able to understand them? Like, will my clients be able to understand them or yeah. is their accent going to be too thick and heavy? Uh, is that part of your screening process to, to see that they have a pretty good grasp of the English language and being able to uh, express themselves and communicate clearly? Yeah, another very valid concern, right? The last thing you want from a professional standpoint, from a branding or an image standpoint, you don't want your company to look like you are located overseas, right? It's one thing to outsource. It's another thing to have that kind of brand, um, to, to have it hurt your brand essentially. So, you know, we make sure, I'd say only maybe about half of the people who apply even get to the interview process. And a lot of that initial fall off is from screening for accents. So immediately half of them don't even qualify to get an interview with us at Lead Heroes. And then after the interview, um, there's gonna be some fall off. Then we go through the training and they get on the phones and they're doing actual work with us and then there's some fall off. So we have all of these kind of filters in place to really try to give you guys the highest quality. Again, whether you're buying leads and calls from lead heroes or you do get a virtual assistant, we have several filters in place to make sure that this person is quality when they when they actually are on the phone talking, that they sound, if, it, if they have an accent, right, it's slight. We, we want it to be at a bare minimum conversationally fluent where they can have a conversation and be understood. Um, so it's not to say that our entire team here at Leaders, we have over 120 people on payroll right now. It's not to say that there's no accents among any of them. That's not true, but it's conversationally fluent. The same way if you called your bank, you know, I bank with Chase. If I call my bank, it's a high, high probability I'm going to get connected to someone overseas. But it's not something where I'm concerned. This is my personal banking account I'm talking about, right? Like I'm yeah. going through transactions. Like this is very private information. And I'm talking to someone overseas and I know it and I can tell by the accent, but I'm okay with it because right. I understand, you know, it's an outsourced business. So I think that's, I'd say we're very much so on par with that from a quality standpoint. That's solid. Um, you know, yeah. one of the other things that I know you guys offer, because you, you, you mentioned it here a second ago, that, uh, you know, people can buy leads that you've telemarketed. So you have a team of telemarketers who can generate leads, uh, you know, and so I kind of want to talk a little bit about the difference here. My, a lot of my experience comes from generating digital leads, online leads through Facebook, Google, YouTube. And so the way that I would call on those, you know, I have a certain script. I want you to kind of talk to us about, maybe give us a little bit of an intro here. Yeah. how is it that agents should call on telemarketed leads? Is it different? Does it sound different? Is it similar? It does. Uh, how, how, how would it work here? If they're buying T65 yeah. leads from you guys, how, how would that conversation go calling those leads that they bought from you? You know, it's so important that an agent lines up their, especially their, their introduction. Like their introduction really needs to match the marketing. It doesn't matter what that marketing is, whether it's digital marketing, mail, telemarketing, it needs to make sense. You, 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 you can't go from, you know, you get a direct mail card and you're just saying, you know, this is Jones, you know, I, I got your information the other day. Like you would, no, that doesn't make sense. You would reference the card, right? You would say, oh, Mrs. Jones, you sent that card in. You wouldn't just jump into trying to quote someone just because they mailed the card in. Telemarketing is the same way. Hey, Mrs. Jones, you got that call the other day. This was about 
um, your upcoming birthday, you're turning 65, this, or, you know, for doing final expense, you got that call the other day, you said your favorite color was purple. You remember getting that call? You got to line it up. Like that's the first thing you got to do is, is match the marketing to your intro. And as soon as that light, as soon as you hear them, them connect it, you immediately, mm. you can immediately go in. That's your green light at that point. Oh yeah. I remember that call. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Oh no. Yeah. I got that call yesterday. And as soon as you get that green light, then you can jump into more of your, your sales approach, your pitch, you know, okay, great. Mrs. Jones, you know, I'm a broker here in the state of Oregon. I work with all the different insurance carriers, you know, Medicare is a government, um, uh, a government Medicare is a government regulated product. All, you know, it doesn't matter what carrier you work with, your Medicare benefits are the same, right? A plan F from mutual of Omaha is the same as a plan F from Aetna, you know, and the government's making sure of that the prices can vary, but you know, I'm, I'm your broker. I can chop around for you, make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck, you know, and you can launch, launch right into it. Once you get that connection to the marketing, once you get that green light and they remember, you know, what this is about. Um, so there is a difference there. And that's, I'm not going to lie. There is a lot of agents we talk with, or I personally talk with at lead heroes. And I'm highly suspect that that's the issue. When someone says, Hey Glenn, I got hung up on, you know, 19 out of 20 times. These leads <laughs> suck. It's like, well, wait a second. What, what were you saying? What did you right. say to these people? You know? Right. It, it's, it's funny a, it's a that there, there are a lot of, you know, I always tell people, especially if, if you're newer to this, or even if you've had some experience, but you haven't had success, right? There's a difference. You can have some experience doing stuff and still not have a lot of success. I think that it's important. You kind of humble yourself and say, you know what, if there's a better guide, a script that I could use that if I keep doing it over and over and over, I will actually get better results than me just trying to wing it, right? That's, that's yeah. one of the biggest problems I think agents have is they try to wing it too much and they don't have the experience to do that. Um, you actually provide an amazing resource that you provide these, you provide scripts for agents that they can use. Heck, I've seen that you provided some on your website without them even buying anything from you. Uh, that, that's a yeah. solid, solid thing. But I think that's what agents need to really focus on. If they're going to, if I were buying leads from Glenn, I would be using the scripts he would suggest because obviously that's when more proven on getting better success with these leads. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a 90% close rate. If there's a 90% close rate on any lead, well, Jesus, that, that, that person would have put everyone else out of business, right? It just doesn't exist. Yeah. But I think that, you know, from a, at least from, in my opinion, it, the a telemarketed lead is pretty solid because they're at least expecting a call now, right? Is that how it's teed up so that they're expecting a follow-up call will be coming from an agent? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so let's let's talk about the big three, right? You got direct mail, telemarketing, and an internet lead, right? When an internet lead and a direct mail lead, which are they can be great leads, but you don't know if that phone number has been verified, right? They may have put in a, a fake number, or maybe they just messed up on their phone number. When we talk to someone, and then we hand that person off to you, you know that you have a real name and a real phone number and someone that responded. So that can be a big leg up in and of itself that, that, and you're getting it very quick, you know, direct mail is great, but there's obviously lag time between the mail going out, mail coming back. So you can get that, that telemarketed lead almost immediately. You know, that phone number's right. You know, that that person just confirmed that they wanted to speak with someone. 
12 to 24 hours. That's kind of the average age of these leads. And you can jump right back on the phone and, and call them that fast. So that I think that's a huge benefit. Again, talk to your marketer. We do have a ton of scripts on our website. If you have issues, talk to your marketer about that initial follow-up script. Because I can't tell you, there's, I think there is a lot of prideful agents out there. You talk about being experienced versus being successful. There's a lot of prideful agents out there who will say, Glenn, I've been in the industry for 20 years. I know what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm not saying you're not a great agent. You could be the best agent in the world, but you still need to line up what you're saying um, to make that conversation flow. But yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, one of the cool things that, that we've done with Lead Heroes is anyone who is a member of our DFY system, uh, you know, Glenn can integrate with it and we do it at no cost. Normally there is a setup charge for doing that. And Glenn does it at no cost for DFY members, which is super awesome. It's also, there's also a Valentine special you guys are running right now, isn't there? Yes, Eric, thank you for mentioning that. So right now you guys are turning 65 leads. And, and really we're vetting three main, there's three big things with, with every turning 65 lead. We're confirming that they are turning 65. We're confirming that they will not be keeping their coverage with work. So they're getting rid of their group, group coverage. They're planning on enrolling in Medicare. And then the third one is that they wanna speak with an agent. So those are the three qualifiers with every lead we talk to. Right now they're $25 per lead, minimum order of 25. So for $625, you can get 25 turning 65 leads. Uh, normally, these are as high as $45 per lead. And then we do kind of some volume discounts. But because we have February here, our, this is our Lead Heroes Loves You sale. We've been doing this every year now for four years. So we love you guys. We love the agent community. $25 per lead right now till Valentine's Day. Um, you can go to leadheroes.com. And like Eric said, you guys, we integrate for free. So if you're already utilizing Eric's CRM system, um, we can plug these leads directly in. And then maybe you have some automations in place. I'd love to hear, uh, maybe before we wrap up, Eric, what do you do on, on your, your side with turning 65 leads? Um, what, what sort of automations do you typically recommend? Yeah, I mean, autom so... What we, what we can do is, uh, you know, we have a set of automations in there that are designed for digital leads when they come in, but easily can be tweaked because like you said, all you really have to do with the scripting part of it is just mention where the lead came from. And so using your script and your verbatim is that we're saying, hey, it looks like, you know, you got a call a few days ago regarding this or that, just wanted to follow up. They mentioned your favorite color is purple and then, you know, go on with the rest of the, the, the message. And then from there, we're just basically going to utilize the automation to try to get them to respond, right? The whole idea is try to respond because we're going to be, I always coach agents that the automation should be running alongside your ability to make outbound calls. So it doesn't mean that you should just, because these leads are coming into the system, you sit back, relax, and wait for something right. to happen. You should be <laughs> actively making your outbound calls along with it. And so in doing that, you know, you make the outbound call you can either get a hold of them where you're going to be able to use the script Glenn is talking about, or maybe your automation gets a hold of them first and they prefer to respond that way. Either way, you're starting a conversation, right? And that's really the right. one thing I always try to tell so many agents is that we're moving more and more into an era where people are going to want to start conversations by email or text message first. And that's just normal because they're getting so used to the younger generations that they're talking to, their grandchildren, their children even, 
who prefer most of the time to just communicate by text first, unless it's more urgent that they need to get on the phone. Yeah. So I always tell agents, like, don't shy away from having or starting that conversation on the phone first or on text or on email, you know, because ultimately, once you start helping, giving some value, then it leads to getting them on the phone. And, and we see more and more sales getting closed that way now. And, and as you've heard, people keep talking about, you know, hey, all these digital leads I was generating and I was having a lot of trouble reaching them. I was ha having a lot of trouble getting them on the phone. Uh, there's two things I like about the idea with telemarketed leads. You already got them on the phone. You right. already verified the phone number that they've actually, they will answer and discuss something, right? So those are two huge components that are very important if, you go, if you're going to be trying to make outbound calls. So I think it's a solid win-win if you can combine the telemarketed lead product with a automation setup as well. I think it's, a, it's just going to be a more powerful um, overall approach to working the lead. You know, one of the biggest questions I get, you guys, um, literally just got asked this yesterday. You know, it's what's, what's the close percentage? How many am I going to close of these leads? And one of the biggest X factors of what that number is, is your follow-up, tracking the leads. And, and Eric just knocked it out of the park for you guys. Conversations to get started. You might get a lead from us. We just talked to them 12 hours ago. And then you hammer them for a week and you don't get them back on the phone. It happens, you guys. That's just the nature of the business. And so what happens then? What happens if you don't get them on the phone? You can set up a reminder 30 days later, you try them again. You could try to text that number. You know, if there's an email address attached to it, which some of our leads do have email addresses attached to it, not all of them, you can send an email to it and, and try to continue to get a hold of them. And the agent who does the best follow-up almost always has the highest closing percentage, you guys. It's yeah. not even close. It's not even, this one call close bull crap. Listen, it's awesome if it happens. Take it every time. Don't turn a sale down. But to get to 15, 20%, 25% close rates, it takes a lot of follow-up. A lot of times you have to reach out 10 or 12 times before you're actually transacting business. And if you're able to do that, you utilize the system like what Eric's put in all the hard work, the sweat, the blood, the tears. I'm telling you guys, he's, he's already done all of it for you. It's, it's wild. Um, and, and take something like a lead from Lead Heroes or wherever else you're getting your leads and do that follow-up. Your close rate can be significantly higher than the average agent. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's something I highly, highly recommend taking advantage of. So where can agents hit up if they want to look more into lead heroes and virtual assistants or buying leads? Yeah, absolutely. So at leadheroes.com, you guys, again, that's L-E-A-D-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Leadheroes.com. You're going to see all, all you know, the turning 65 promotion. You'll be able to see that and take advantage of it right there on our website. Uh, if you're looking for final expense leads, you know, that's also going to be available. If you're looking for custom calling, you want us to make phone calls for you, appointment setting, live transfers, calling your book of business, kind of like what we talked about earlier in this video, and ultimately the virtual assistant program. All of that is available right there on leadheroes.com. You can schedule a call with us. You can send us an email. Our phone number is right there on the website. Um, give us a call if you have any questions. We would love to help you guys out. Again, Lead Heroes loves you.
<laughs> well, Glenn, thanks so much for being on with us today. I think that, you know, you yeah. provide a lot of great information on the virtual assistants on working T65 leads, all actionable information that people could take away. So I appreciate that very much for being uh, so open and transparent with us with some tough questions. So thank you. Thanks again. Yeah. And guys, we'll see you on the next video. Okay, take care. Hey, thanks for watching the podcast. If you like the content, please hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get notified when more new content comes out. We'll see you on the next one.